When I was a little, little wee boy, my, my mom would pray for me and with me every night. And I don't, I don't remember this. I, I don't know how I know this. I don't know how I got the memory of it or when it came. But she would pray every night and I would just remember this part. It says, our Father in heaven. Right? You know, and I, I, I imagine she was praying the Lord's Prayer or whatever. And I, in my mind I see us on our knees and doing that the thing. But I don't remember that. I was like too small. And, but for the longest time, I always thought that she was praying to her dad who's dead. Because her dad died when I was eight months old. And so I was, she would say, my father in heaven, hey, dad. <laughs> and, and, um, and I didn't know that. I don't know when I found that out. But I, what the Lord gave, brought back that memory this week as I was thinking about talking here today. And I think what, why he brought that up is that who we pray to matters. <laughs> yeah. I'm not praying to my dead dad. <laughs> I'm, who's in heaven, but, you know, I'm praying to the Father, the God. And I don't know what about you, but um, I know my mind wanders. You know, do you guys, when you pray, do you find yourself, I'm a multitasking, but I think about many things at once, probably thinking about too many things right now, and I talk fast because I'm trying to get it all out. Um, but when I pray, I find that if I'm not careful, I go into a multitasking prayer. <laughs> And suddenly I'm all over the place. And, and that's not really helpful in prayer. Because God wants us to focus our eyes on him. To fix our minds on him. And, and so 1 John 3.1 says that the Father has lavished upon us love. He has lavished. Don't you love that word lavish? It's not like he just gave us love. He lavished. It's super abundant, poured out upon us love. That we would be called children of God. And that's what we are. We're children. And when you pray, it's important that we come as children. They, they're, they're unashamed. They're not afraid. They come before the Father. And, and when you pray, see yourself coming before the Father. Picture in your mind that you are going before the Father. I find, you know, sometimes it helps me to pray and to look at the back of my eyelids. I don't know if you, it helps me. And, and you know, because it keeps me focused. Because if I don't, I'll tell you, my mind is going all over the place. And it's good stuff, but it's not God's stuff all the time. And, and so to get an image of yourself as a child boldly coming before your father who wants you. And not like your earthly, you know, maybe your earthly father wasn't embracing you like that. But your heavenly father lavished you with love. I was sitting in the Athens church on Sunday, on, a, on Christmas Eve. And we're, I have never, ever, 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 ever cried in a Christmas song. I mean, it's like I am so sensitized to it. It's like... Come, let us adore him. And, and I was sitting there singing the song that we sung hundreds, thousands of times. And tears started coming down my cheeks. And, and I'm just gripped. And I'm just going, oh, God, thank you for what I get to do in this. What you're doing and I get to be a part of what you're doing. And I'm just gripped with the fact that he's letting me be in the city to do this stuff. And then he just spoke over, over me. He just spoke over that. And he said, don't rejoice about that. Rejoice that your name is written in the book of life. And I'll tell you, that child, the lavishing of love was poured out of me. And I felt the fire of tears flowing down my cheeks. It was awesome. Because I'm not a crying person very much. But when it happens, I just embellish the moment. Oh, this is good. Because I don't, it's like weird. My eyes were all puffy and flaming up. And, you know, some of you guys pray, cry all the time. That's, bless you in that. And let it come back on me. But... Um, God wants us to come as children and to recognize that we are children, deeply loved children. And, and he wants us to come as children, asking as children ask. James 15, 5, 16b says that the prayers of a righteous person are powerful and effective. So... Are your prayers powerful and effective? And I don't want you to, no, don't tell me. Don't tell me. Don't, don't confess your, your, your stuff right here. But I want you to ask, are, are you powerful and effective? Because God wants you. 
God wants you to be powerful and effective in prayer. And if you're not, we need to figure that out. Because that is there for you. As a child, your prayers should be powerful and effective. And, and, and hopefully today, it gets activated a little bit more to you. Okay? Um, D.L. Moody. This is a guy that's a, a scholar, evangelist. Uh, there's a school called Moody Bible Institute. Um, very good school. And, um, but D.L. Moody would say that every great move of God is preceded or was preceded by a praying figure. Every great move of God is preceded by a praying figure. And my question today, and this is where I want to go with this, could that praying figure be you? You know, it's, we always look at, it could be him, it could be me. You know, it's, you point a finger at other people. But what if God is waiting for you? What if you are the lynch, the key that's holding back revival in the city? What does God require of you to pray? What does God require of you to do to bring revival in this city? Is God, have you where you're supposed to be or are you supposed to be stepping that up? Now, I'm just going to tell you, these are some of the, I'm going to just go really quick over this. I apologize that I speak in tongues in English so fast. You know, it seems like I'm speaking in tongues. Um, but this may God just stick on you what you need to get stuck with here today. But there's been many movements of God. Right, there's, been, there's great moves, and he's, he's done it before. We cry out that he does it again. And all these great moves, and I'm going to share just a handful of them right here, but all these great moves have been preceded by prayer, by praying people, and, and not just one person. And, you know, we, we identify one person, and I'm going to bring out one person that prayed in these different times. But it's always more than one. And it's those people who are playing, praying in the hidden place. And so how much do you believe that your prayers matter? And, and as such, are you stepping into that and crying out for revival? Are you crying out for God to move in our city? Are you crying out for the lost? Are you crying out for the miracles to come? Are you crying out that God would change the spiritual atmosphere of the city? Which he is. They talk about the global warming and the hole in the ozone layer and all that stuff. There's a spiritual change in the climate in their city. So, 1806, five campus college students gathered together, 1806, and they, they'd covenanted together, they got together regularly and prayed, and they were out praying out in the field, 1806, and one day a storm came in. And they ran for this fine cover, and they found cover under a hay stack. And they, and they, and they got there, and lightning and thunder, and <laughs> crashing all around, and then the rains came. And in that moment, as they pressed in and they prayed, and they dreamed together, God birthed a movement. And you may not have heard it. It's called the Haystack Prayer Revival. And what happened at this time was God put on their hearts that they can do it. And within several years, 100,000 students were mobilized for mission. It was called the Student Volunteer Movement. And it was because they prayed. In the midst of a lightning storm, I know God showed up, bam, five students, 100,000 missionaries, probably millions of people touched by it. 1806. In 1859, in Scotland, a, a handicapped lady who had not moved from her bed, she was, she was there. She felt prompted to pray, and she called people to pray with her. And, and she prayed, and they prayed, and God moved. She, didn't, she couldn't even get out of bed. And she prayed, and everybody around that area felt God's presence. Many came to Christ. Many were healed. Everybody felt God's presence, it says. 1859. In 1905, a guy named Evan Roberts was called from his school, Bible school, to, to press into God. God's stirring him. God's calling him. And ultimately, God showed up through his teaching and preaching. And it's known as the Welsh Revival. I don't know if you've heard of the Welsh Revival 
um, but people would come into town or into the area and the fear of God would fall on them. People would just come into area and they'd repent that the, that the bars closed down, that jails were closed down because crime decreased, because God's presence and the fear of the Lord was over that area. Boats would come into the harbor and God's presence would fall on them. <laughs> because man prayed. In, in 1906, a year later, William Seymour prayed. And we have what is now called the Azusa Street Revival, which is the birth of Pentecostalism as we know it today. And, and I was reading some up on this, and these guys prayed, and God showed up, and they, God released tongues on them, and they prayed, and they prayed all night, and they're shouting. And they're in this little home, it says, in, in L.A. They're in this little home, and all these people are filling the home, and they're shouting all night, like we did here. And the angels were shouting with them, and, and it says that the, the house collapsed on them. <laughs> and they didn't get hurt, though. <laughs> Praise God. But the, they were praying and they were filled in. The, this was an eyewitness report from a neighbor. <laughs> Could you imagine the neighbors? All these people coming and going all, the, all hours of the night, singing and shouting and praising, and suddenly the house collapsed. And whoa. Um, but God does that. God shows up. They had to move to a bigger premise, and people came. And, and ultimately, it was a move of God that has shaken the nations. Zeus Street Revival, we celebrated, I think, last year. We had a gathering and we acknowledged it. And so, or two years ago, in um, 2016. So anyway, one more. In 1948, two ladies, one, both of them were handicapped. One couldn't walk and one was blind. And, and they just set their hearts to pray. And they prayed and they prayed, and it didn't happen quickly. It didn't happen immediately, but it came. It came, and revival broke out on the Hebrides Island, and 36,000 people, every living human, I don't know about the animals, but the humans gave their life to the Lord. We pray for 100% of Athens to be saved. 100% of Hebrides Island was saved. We have a precedent to ask. We can ask. It has been done before. We are not asking God to do something that he doesn't want to do. In fact, God wants to do so much more than we, that we ever imagined. And, and he's held back because we're not asking. And so here's just some precedents. People prayed and God moved. And my challenge for us today is that will you be that person? Will you be willing to step up? What if revival in the city rested on you? I mean, the Lord asked me that. I, I go, can I share it with others? <laughs> can I share that load with everybody else? <laughs> and, and I think it's not just my burden. Yes, I've been called to this city to stir this and to pray for it and to be in the midst of it. But it's not mine. It's ours. And because what God's doing in, in Athens is different than he's done in other places. A lot of times revival is localized in a one, one church. But God is doing something substantial in our city about unity. He's tearing down walls. And when he comes, it's not about the awakening. It's not about Athens church. It's not about Cornerstone. It's not about classic city church. It's not about Grace Athens. It's about the kingdom of God is here. And isn't that awesome? It's not about a man. It's not about a church name. It's about the king of kings. And so, so let me just ask, are you asking? Do you believe that you're asking? When you pray, do you pray like you're praying, just hope, God, maybe will you do this? Do you believe that daddy has the ability to do it? Do you believe that when you ask, do you ask with passion? Do you ask with others? Do you ask big? Do you ask, hey, God, 100% of the city. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not from this kind of tradition. And that's when you were saying that, you know, some of you guys aren't from this tradition. That's me. It's like, I, I'm Baptist background, baby. And, you know, it's like, man, we had to raise our hands like this. And it was hard. And we had to close our eyes when we, we prayed and opened our eyes when we worshiped. And, you know, God has turned that upside down. And, and I want to do some things right now with you guys. If hopefully this is going to turn you upside down. It's going to be fun. And it's going to stretch us. And um, we're just going to move in the spirit. Okay? We're going to do it. So you, you good for this little ride we're going to go on right here? Okay. So 
is we're, we're going to pray together. That's what I love doing anyways. I don't, talking's kind of fun, but praying's way better. Um, when we talk about revival, it has to start here. We're not talking about revival out there. We're talking about revival in here. Because how can you do it out there if we're not experiencing it here? Sometimes he, I believe we think, God, go do it. Come on, show up. And we're saying, wait, we got to have it and do it here. It's almost like we need to draw a circle around ourselves and say, God, don't go out there until you come in here. Fill me, fill me, fill me. And you guys get that. And I want you to stand up right now. And we're just going to close our eyes. You know, the Bible says that God draws near to those who draw near to him. We are only as close to Jesus as we choose to be. The, the option is not on God's part. It's, uh, he's, he's wanting to come close. You're, you're holding him back. And um, I, I have this picture in my mind of this old couple coming up to a stop sign. And, and the, they're sitting in their seats belted properly and all that. And they come up to the stop sign and this young couple comes up to the other stop sign. And the young lady is just all over her man, you know, and just snuggling with them. And, and, she, and the older lady looks at it and goes, oh, how lovely is that? You know, and then she looks at her husband and says, whatever happened to us? And the husband looks at her and says, I didn't move. <laughs> and, and I think that's what happens. We start strong. We start intimate with the Lord. And suddenly we're on the other side and we're buckled in. We're safe and we're moving on. And, and another story. There, this, this guy wanted to find God. And, and he went and found this sage, this wise person. And he said, show me, teach me about God. Let me meet God. I want to meet God. And the guy took him into some water and and the young man goes, okay, this is kind of weird. He's getting, I'm getting wet. And, and the, the guy goes, okay, you want to meet God? Put him underwater. And he's holding him underwater. And, and the guy starts thinking, yeah, I'm going to meet God really face-to-face -face right now. And, and so he, he struggles. He comes up and he goes, what are you doing? And the old sage goes, when you want God as much as you wanted air, you will find him. And Jeremiah says that, that when you want God, if you seek him with all your heart, he will be found by you. So let's close our eyes. And I just want you to ask God to fill you right now and to meet you right now. And to, that you want him more. Just invite him. Invite him to take you where you've never gone. Just open up your hands and say, come Holy Spirit, I need more of you. I draw near to you. Take me out of my comfort zone. Take me out of my, my known. Lord, we're choosing right now. We're choosing right now for you to move in our midst, in our hearts. That as we pray for revival out there, we're praying, first of all, revival happen in each one of our hearts, in my heart, right here, right now. I want more of you. But let's be like David, who is undignified, danced before the ark, that we were willing to do anything, God as your children, that we are not ashamed, that we are not afraid, that we are, are not concerned about what other people think. That we step out of our comfort. Today, right now, Father, we come as your children and we want to draw near to you personally. Tear down every wall, every hindrance, everything that blocks us, every lie that we've believed, everything that has been in our thoughts, every value that is not of you, every treasure that we chase that is not of you. pray right now you'd break off doubt that you'd break doubt that this is true that this is true we are truly as close to you as we choose to be and I know many of us in this room have tried prayer before and it seems like it doesn't work 
Lord, that you would break that off of us, a lie. You would break off of us faithlessness. You would break off of us apathy. You would break off of us fear. God, you would put the fire of God in our hearts. That we would be like a young couple that's passionate, fire that we can think of nothing else but you. Even if we've never met you, David. Lord, if there's people in this room that have never met you, Lord, I pray you'd stir and you would reveal yourself even right now. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day to say yes to Jesus. Wherever you are, always saying is draw near to me and I will draw near to you. you that you give us your heart. That you would break our hearts with the things that breaks your heart. That those people in our lives, those people we pass in the, on the hallways, the people we pass on the roads, they're not just random people, they're people that you love. That we would love like you love. Begin to download that love in us right now. said that we're to, to ask and keep asking, seek and keep seeking, knock and keep knocking. That we're to seek him with all our heart. Just tell him that you want him. Ask that he gives you that grace to be a seeker. Hebrews eleven six says that he, that he is the rewarder of those who diligently, earnestly seek him. That he will reward you. He will reward you, not with just the answer to your prayers, but even more importantly, he will answer you with him. That is the greatest reward, is a relationship with him. Oh God, just stir it up. I want you to put your hand on the person next to you, and I want you to pray, just as you've been praying for yourself, pray for that person. Pray for them. I want you to pray it out loud. I want you to speak over them blessing. I want to, the very things you just prayed for yourself, pray for them. done this before, and I, I know you guys have probably done this before, but I haven't. Um, 
My wife and I were watching a, a conference through Morning Star uh, a couple months ago. And this is online. I don't even think it was live. And, and we were just watching this thing. And the guy got to a point and he said, um, okay, I want, I want to activate angelic language here. And, and Baptist, I saw it for years. And I got it. I had 10 words. I had 10 words that I knew very well that I had my baby prayer language. And I did it really good. That was it. And it's, it was hard. And, I, and my wife and I go, okay, well, the conference is stopping. It's 10, it's 10. They're going to give 10 minutes to this thing. So let's do it. And so we both got up. We walked over to the different side of the room. And, and, and basically, we just raised our hand and asked God to release angelic language in us. And guess what happened? <laughs> it came. It came, and it came upon us, and it was like, I didn't know what was happening over in that corner, because I was so wrapped up in this thing over here, and about 10 minutes later, we came together, and I go, oh my goodness, what happened? And she goes, I got it, get it, it fell on me, and, and so, um, and guess what, I, I, I got up, and I went to the bathroom, and I went in there and tried it out, and it still worked. <laughs> I went to, in my office, and it worked in there, too, <laughs> and it's awesome. It's, it's the language of angels. God wants us to partner with angels to accomplish his work. It's not mindlessness. It's its partnership. And, and I want to do that right now. Is that okay? I'm going to pray over you, and I want you to join me. I want you to raise your hands and just let your tongues go. And let, ask the Holy Spirit to release this in you. This is not babbling. This is, this is a language. I literally went from ten words to thousands of words. It was, it was bizarre, I'm telling you, bizarre. It's good, awesome bizarre, because that's what God does. He's, he's good at uh, bizarre. And so um, I'm going to pray for you, and I'm going to ask what God did in me, release it in you. Even if you, if you, maybe you're already fluent in angelic language, that's okay. May God just loosen you even more, okay? So raise your hands with me. Raise your hands. Father, I just thank you. I thank you what you did in Shelly and I. And I ask right now in Jesus' name, you would release that angelic tongue in this room. That you would release us to speak the tongues of men and of angels. Lord, that we would be speaking and that we never go back. Lord, that you would activate the angels in this room now to come around us, to surround us, to hear us, to move in us. Oh, Holy Spirit. Speak it out. Just speak it out. Just speak it out. This is not about interpreting it. You're just talking to God. You're just talking to the angels around you. You're praising God. Just give it a go. Oh. Lord, move. Move more. Come on. Come on. Just give it a go. Yeah, just give it a go. This is stepping out of your comfort zone. Stepping into faith. Stepping into the spirit realm. Stepping into the angelic realm. Jesus Christ, that you would release authority in this room. 
that you would release authority to do the work of the kingdom, to pray the work of the kingdom, to be praying people for the kingdom of God, that you would release authority, that prayer would be broken forth in them, that there would be a new level, a new anointing of prayer released in this, an authority of believing when they pray. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Activate it, Lord. Tell him you receive it. Tell him you receive whatever it is he's dumping on you right now. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Amen, amen. Amen, Lord. We're going to keep praying. One of, one of the things I want to do right now is we're in prayer. I want you to speak out the names of those people who you know that do not know Jesus Christ. I want you to speak their names out. You don't have to yell their names out. You don't have to put their last names to it. But first names, just speak their names out into the atmosphere here. Speak their names out, okay? not just names. These are not just people that are random. You have put each one of us in their lives. And I ask that you would activate courage in each one of us that cried out for these people. That you would give us bridges to reach into their lives. And we ask for a grace of God to speak to them and draw them in. Yes. Lord, if there's any wandering friends, maybe they're Christians, but they're wandering, speak out their name. Speak out to them. Maybe they're family members. Lord, draw back these prodigals. Draw them back. Lord, we're asking for grace today. Okay, what I, what I want you to do now is I want you to take that prayer language, that the angelic tongues, and I want you to pray for those people we just prayed for. Okay, I want you to pray for them. Because your prayers matter. Your prayers matter for them. God's hearing them right now. before. It's not my circle, but it's pretty awesome, I tell you. Um, there's a thing called the power of agreement in prayer. There, that so often when we go to prayer meetings, they're, they're like boring, you know, because everybody's doing their own thing. But, you know, it's not meant to be. When we come together and we connect in the Spirit and we agree with one another, there is power in that. There is power in agreement. And, and so what I want, to, want us to do when we pray, we're going to pray in you know, little clusters right here. I want us to pray and listen to each other. I want you to pray and listen. And we're going to pray for, I'm going to give you a bunch of things you can go down the track. But I want you to pray and listen to each other. And when you're listening, go, uh-huh, uh-huh, or yes, amen. Um, have you, I've been to black churches before, and I love it. They're always going, yeah, amen. Oh, yeah, oh, hey, hey. And I'm going, that's like crazy. It's like, they're, but they're connecting they do something that we don't do often, is connect with one another. And, and it's they're listening and connecting and agreeing and saying yes and adding. It's almost like sometimes I want to just add the next sentence to a prayer. Um, and so we're going to pray about a couple things right here. Um, you know, in our city, we have lots of homelessness. We've got poverty. Athens is what the number one 
city of poverty for its size per capita in, in the nation, I think, something like that. It's just crazy. Um, and we don't know it, but there's poverty. There's drug addictions here. There's fatherlessness here. There's racial division here. There's um, sex trafficking. I heard of a, a, a girl that just recently was almost nabbed here in Athens to go, you know, to be taken into sex trafficking. And so that's here. It's, it's around us. And, we, you know, we may not be aware of it because of our circle that we're in, but the devil is running, and he's running scared, and he wants to grab it. And so what I want you to do in your group, little groups um, of three or four, um, I want you to huddle together and pr pray down these tracks, whatever the Lord's put on your heart for the, the needs of our community, the needs in our city, okay? And I'll give you like five minutes to do that. So it's not a lot of time, but it's enough time to connect. But try to agree with each other. It's not just about you praying, but just saying yes and amen and, and going, uh-huh, uh-huh, you know, whatever you do. But, and if you, but you want them to listen this time. It's not just angelic language. This is agreement prayer, okay? So go for it. your children are crying out right now stir it up stir up belief stir up faith their prayers matter their prayers are breaking forth their prayers are crushing the darkness
Amen. 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 Yeah, you know, for some this might be easy. For some this might be challenging. Some of you, you know, it might be intrusive that I stopped your praying. <laughs> you know, I do this very intentionally, so I, you kind of get a frustration, a kind of a wanting to pray more because we're not going to finish it here today. We're just starting it here today. We're just like stirring it here today so that you get the burden, you take it home. Um, can you imagine with me just for a few more minutes? We're going to wrap this up in a couple minutes here. Is that, is that right? I mean, I, I love, we can pray for hours, whatever, you know. But um, what's it going to look like? A revived Athens. A transformed Athens. Because we're not talking about a visitation. We're talking about habitation. We're talking transformation. We're talking about a new level in our city. That our city is not going to be known for its great football team or being a partying school. You know, it's like it's going to be known because the kingdom of God is here. Can you believe that with me? Yeah. So what we're going to do right now, this is awesome, this is crazy. Um, I'm going to invite you out of your seats, and that's why I'm up on the stage. It's not, I don't like being on stage, but it's like I just need to be out of the way because I'm inviting you out of the seats, out of your boat, into the water. I want you to get out and come walk on the water, believing that God wants to do miracles in the city. And we're going to cry out for just a few minutes here for revival. And if you want to pray in angelic tongues, if you want to pray in the tongues of men, I want you to come up, but I want you to pray loud. I want you to pray with all that you've got. I want you to pray believing that God is hearing, that he is moving, that our, our prayers matter. They do. The world is different because we're doing this right now. There's a change going on in the climate around us because we are doing this right now. So come on up. Come on up. Come on up. We're out of the Get out of the boat. Come on out in the water. So if you want to kneel, if you want to stand, if you want to raise your hands, the one thing I want you to do is raise your voice. So, Father, we're praying right now. We're asking you, move in power in our city. We're asking for you to do what only you can do. We're asking you to break the chains of darkness. We're asking you to rend the heavens and come down. We're asking for you to move with power, to set the captives free. We're asking you to release signs and wonders, miracles, transformation on the campuses, on the university, on the schools, in the homes, in the businesses. Holy, 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 that the throne of God is established over this city. That the angels, the angelic creatures that cry out, holy, 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 are crying out over our city. And that we have eyes to see it. We have ears to hear it. We can perceive it. We can believe it. Oh, God, just download on us right now. Download on us a burden, a passion, a fire in your heart for the city, God. Oh, God, we love you. Yes, Lord.
Oh God, we pray for breakthrough. We pray for salvation. We pray for you to do what only you can do. Oh God. Oh God, thank you. Yes. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you. At the end of my life, I really don't think I'm going to sit there and go, you know, I don't think I pray too much. You know, I don't think any one of us are going to say that. You know, I spent too much time in prayer in my life. And I want you to take that and to be a people who invest in that which you can take into eternity with you. You're not going to, so that at the end of your life, you're going to say, man, I prayed. Like David, he was known as a man of prayer. Let prayer define your life. You will not regret it. You will not sit back and say, man, I wasted that day in prayer. You know, you're not gonna. Because you are investing in eternal things. And yet, in the world's eyes, it seems foolish. You lock yourself in a room and talk to someone you can't see. And, but you know what? What the world sees as foolish is the wisdom of God. May you be filled with the wisdom of God. And like I said in the midst of there, in, in Hebrews 11, it says that God is the rewarder of those who diligently seek him, earnestly seek him, that God wants to reward you. And the reward is not just simply the answer to the, the, the request that you bring to him. The reward is not simply that you get answer to the... Because if God answered my, my request, I ask these little crumbs. And God always does exceedingly abundantly beyond what I ask or imagine. He takes my crumbs and he prepares a feast. He takes the few breads and fish and he makes it, multiplies it for thousands. And he takes your prayers. They're just crumbs. It doesn't matter if you know how to pray. It doesn't matter if you get it right. I prayed for people for something and, they, and for healing and God healed something else. But God healed them because I prayed for them. We do not know how that works, but we know, all we know is that when we ask God, something is released through our asking for him to do exceedingly abundantly beyond what we ask or imagine. Psalm 65, 5a in the New Living Translation says, you faithfully answer our prayers with awesome deeds. God wants to answer your prayers with awesome deeds. Are you asking for awesome things? Are you, asking, are you asking for these little things? I want you to ask big because, put it this way, if God's gonna do exceedingly abundantly beyond what you ask or imagine, and you ask as high as you can, he's gonna take it even further, okay? So don't just ask for the crumbs. Bring the best that you got. Bring the passion that you got. Bring the burdens that you got. And they matter. And they matter. So I'm gonna pray for you. Just put out your hands. We're gonna wrap this up, and then I have a word I wanna speak to you. But, Lord, as we have played and pray prayer today, we thank you that we're just children, that we don't have to have it right, that we don't have to operate within the boundaries, but you give us freedom to soar with eagle's wings. God, I pray that you would release a prophetic prayer bent on this tribe called the Awakening that you would put in their heart the ability to prophetically pray the things that are on your heart, that there would be faith released in this group, God, to pray for things that are not yet here, things that are outrageous, God. Lord, stir up the intercessors in this room. Stir up the praying people in this room. Lord, that each one of us, that we would be that praying figure, as D.L. Moody said. Lord, I pray that you would call each one of us to take the place that we're to take. That when revival breaks out here, that we will have played our part to bring it. God, thank you. And I just pray that in Jesus' powerful name, amen. 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 Yeah. One more thing. One more thing. My, my wife and I spent 19 years in Australia. You know, it's pretty nice. In the last seven years, we lived on the beach and I get to surf all the time with the dolphin. I won't go down that track. But anyway, um, one day we were walking on the beach 
And this fisherman was f- fishing, and he was standing there on the shore, and he was casting his line out there, and, and, he, and he caught something, and he's pulling it in, and he's fighting. And then suddenly, this sea eagle comes out of nowhere and barrels down, goes into the water, and catches the fish that he caught. I mean, it was pretty cool. But it was like, it, then the, the fish and the bird go flying. <laughs> and this fisherman's going, whoa! And he's fighting this, fighting. no longer is he trying to catch this fish in the water. He's trying to pull down this fish from the sky. <laughs> and it was quite a sight, this bird and the fisherman and the fish. And, and, and my wife right there going, I can't believe we're watching this. This is like amazing. And, and we, we ended up walking down the beach and came back. And about half an hour later, the fisherman's there kind of, whoa. And he, the fisherman won the, the fight. And we walked by and we looked into the barrel and there was this chewed up fish. <laughs> and and, my, and I, did, I felt the Lord saying that we need to choose our battles wisely. And that, that we need to flow where he's flowing. And, and, and we need to not fight every battle that's out there, but you need to get a hold of the calling that you have. What is the prayer burden that God has put on you? And let him grip you with that. Because we don't want to bring in the fish. We don't want to bring people in and they're chewed up. We want God to get a hold of them at God's time to bring them into the kingdom. And we need to be cooperating with him and not just fighting because it's we're fishers of men. And we're pulling in and they come in and they're just chewed up by the devil. You know, we need to follow what God has gone. And, and so for you, as we go out of here, let God give you the prayer burdens. Let God move in your heart, let, especially for those people around you. That, that God would give you the words and give you the grace as you pray for them. Those people, that you, those names that you spoke out, as you pray for them, ask God to show you when to pull it in. Because sometimes we preempt it and they get chewed up. And, but ask God, begin now, just begin praying for them every day. Just pray. I prayed for my dad who did not know the Lord for 25 years every day. And then he gave his life to the Lord. And so sometimes it happens fast, sometimes it's not so fast. But hold on and pray. And then when the time is right, get that line in there and pull it in. And so God bless you guys. Thank you so much for letting me be here. If you want to be, if you want to receive anything, if you want to get on our newsletter, if you want to get hear anything more of the prayer things we're doing, just come on up and I'll give you some details for that. But God bless you guys. Thanks.